I envision taking blighted areas. There's plenty of them around that aren't used. And the government working with us saying, yes, do this because you're helping us because we're going to grow food and life-sustaining herbs that boost the immune system. And also, we're going to incorporate the educational way. That was Isaiah Powell, who runs Dragon Spunk Grows Organic Garden in the Bayview. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. In part one on Tuesday, you got to know Isaiah through the story of his journey to get to San Francisco. In this podcast, he takes us on a virtual tour of both Florence Fang Community Garden and its spawn, Dragon Spunk Grows, the organic farm that Isaiah started with his friend Fahim. In the tours, the histories of both gardens comes out. Isaiah ends the podcast describing his vision of what he wants Dragon Spunk Grows to be, now and for the future. Special thanks to Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast for pointing us in Isaiah's direction. Once again, please excuse the mask muffling and occasional wind in the recording. Here's Isaiah. You know, this stretched way far west. And they sold and sold and sold until this was the last piece they had. And they had this until the last brother died in 1988. Okay. And then, um, I believe... Maybe one of the, uh, some of their workers or so, somebody took it over for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and it just lay. It was a uh, refuse mm-hmm. and weeds, and it was just you know just sitting. Yeah, year decades. Not, not just dormant, but a little like a like uh, dirty and and waste. It was wasted. 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 Yeah. Completely. Yes. Correct. It yeah. Was, it was wasted. Okay. And uh, in 2014, Teddy Fang who was organizing the Asian Week and is um, a, a very integral figure in media because he had he owned the Chronicle owned, at one point. Owned the Examiner, too. Okay, so the, yeah. The, yeah, when I worked at the Examiner, he worked, He I think the Fang family owned it. So, uh, so he uh, branched out from that to community organizing stuff, and he, okay. was, he, did the, he was doing the Asian Week. And as the demographics in this neighborhood changed... He wanted to have a place um, for people to come and, and do something with this land. Mm-hmm. And at the same time he was securing this, um, the, the the guy Fahim I was telling you about, the same time, he, and Fahim was a born and raised here. Okay. Uh, young he, young man, he was looking to, to for a piece of land. He was calling up the city, he'd see areas that nothing was going on, and they put him in touch with Teddy. Okay. So, 2014 April and you'll see the pictures when we go in there mm-hmm. yeah so they uh, they started they did this they they cleared it all out and um, they you know you'll see what's been going on and from what I understand they began they put in drip irrigation and they built that structure there mm-hmm. Uh, and but then it stopped, mm. and I'm not sure wh- why. But then it stopped. So by the, when I came last year, up until June, this was just weeds up to up to here. Wow. And refuse. Yeah. 
And um, so towards the end of 19, uh, for he expressed he always wanted to get over here and 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 expand, mm -hmm. and I helped him. We cleared a we cleared a little few rows on this side, and then we uh, cleared a, a plot on that side. But it was very slow going. Yeah. And then um, then we ramped up in about March. Okay. Ramp up meaning so we and I'll show you when we do the full walkthrough. And then you know I was paying for stuff out of my pocket. You know we yeah. was waiting. We got money, extra money to buy uh, supplies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then COVID happened. I was gonna say back in March when you're like, I've heard of this thing. Oh, called uh, the pandemic. Yeah, right. <laughs> but who knew it was gonna turn into this, right? It, no one, no one. Maybe some people, but we, most of us, did not know. This the full lockdowns, not going yeah. to school. Yep. And I wonder if we didn't have internet, would they have still? Imagine like if it was 30 years ago, there was no internet. Yeah. Kids, what what would happen then? Yeah. How would the kids? It's crazy. Life stops. Yeah. So then, yeah, we were just moving along, moving along. And then uh, uh, June happened. Okay. And then I'm coming back from New York, and Danielle says to me, oh, not to, uh, also, besides the COVID, the unrest, the political mm -hmm. turbulence. Mm -hmm. The uprising. Really ramped up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so. That was late May, early June? Late, exactly, exactly. Yep. So she's coming back. I'm coming back from New York. She says, you know, you should dedicate a row of veggies to George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, adopt a highway. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I said, that would be. And I knew because of the political climate, mm -hmm. something like that would be a catalyst for people to, to do stuff and we would get some resources to do this and mm -hmm. i said yeah you know what we'll grow we'll commemorate a row for him and then we'll just donate the, the, the mm -hmm. food mm -hmm. so we'll turning a tragedy into a life-sustaining thing right and i knew it was gonna people would it would resonate with some people right but it blew way beyond our expectations right on. to the point where um uh, yeah, I've never, I didn't, yeah, it, because it's, yes, it, it's something people needed. Also, due to the time we live in, at this particular time, people are locked up in their houses. They're locked up away. So, hey, come do some weeding instead of it being a laborious. Like, yeah, I want to do it, mm -hmm. which surprised me, too. Because mm -hmm. I, I did a season in Santa Cruz in 2014, okay. actually, uh, on a weed farm. It was a, a, a farm, but weed was the, the money maker, but there was food shit there too sure and after that season i said i'm never ever fucking doing this shit again <laughs> okay i hate this shit i'm never working outdoors because you know i was uh, i came out here from new york mm -hmm. i was going back to new york mm -hmm. so i'm never doing this shit because it's exploitative <laughs> oh got it you know because i was out there every day you know farming is a hard-ass job yeah yeah so uh, i was surprised that now people would love to do this mm -hmm. some shit that i said years ago but even me when i started volunteering mm-hmm I, it compels me to come out and do this, and that's I'm volunteering. Yeah. So there was a shift in my own mind, but now for everyone because they're in this is a, a connector. Totally. And on top of getting out of the house and getting dirty and work, you know, being physical, the uh, interrelationships, mm -hmm. people are I think hungry and ready for meaningful connections instead of just uh, Facebook thumbs ups. Yeah, getting out and getting fresh air, getting in, getting literally getting your hands dirty and. I think that's part of it too, right? It's like when you're out there and it's not a job and someone's not telling you what to do and it's like... The volition, I tell you, yes, 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 indeed, yeah. Um, there's this book called uh, On Bullshit Jobs by this guy, David Graeber. Mm -hmm. 
in like 90 and I, I i did a paralegal shit stuff and i think after a while people feel that even if they don't articulate it in their mind they feel it deep down that especially now that they they could reflect and see most of the jobs are bull you're jocking papers you're inputting data it's not serving any meaningful purpose right not fulfilling not either. fulfilling at all and uh, there's someone on your back and yeah. you're dealing with this petty corporate bs that brings out the worst in mm -hmm. people a lot of times yeah so i came and this was, like I said, it was just uh, weeds. And this is where we would do the um, the food distribution. Okay. And it's from 7 a.m. till about 9.30. And that was SF Marin Food Bank, you said, that yeah. was coming out here? SF Marin Food Bank, yeah. Okay. Every morning they bring a big truck and, and pallets. And um, we, we hand out the food. Like 180 families on average every Amazing. week. Amazing. We line up here. And we'd hand out the food. And the other interesting thing is the primary language is Cantonese here. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of uh, body language, a lot of intuition. <laughs> I'm trying to learn phrases here and there, you know. Right on. But I think it also engenders a more soulful communication because, you know. And this is the Florence Fan Community Garden. Okay. Do you know how long this garden has been here? Yes, it's been, this is six years now. Okay. So they came in um, from 2014. Yeah, they were doing their thing. So yeah, so this was here. I came, we would volu volunteer. I'd come, I'd help out where I could, got to know people. And you said you live right over here? So yeah, right across, yeah. So you just, it was something in your neighborhood and you're like, I'm gonna check that out or? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. because before I came out here, I figured by volunteering, I get to know more people and then I'd come here offering something mm -hmm. you know and that's why i wanted to volunteer and then i was like well, right across the street because i don't i don't drive and you know so boom and um there was a lot of work to be done there was a lot of a lot of places i could uh help out what did you think though the first time you came over here i thought this is going to be crazy interesting because i don't speak the language right. at all right, and right. they're all my grandmother's type age you know mm -hmm. many mm -hmm. you said average age 65 average age is like 65 right 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 go on down there i don't know but yeah and but what impressed me was the work ethic was just ridiculously yeah. on point but so yeah i was doing that and i was just geeking off the fact that i one day would be able to grow food and we'd eat it right at, on at home and that was my yeah. whole thing but i thought that in certain ways, we could amplify the uh, knowledge because people didn't know this was happening. Right. So right on the block I live on, people are like, yeah, what is that? And I'm like, shit, well, you've been here for years. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I never knew what it was. And a lot of people didn't want to come over because they thought it was a pan-Asian thing. Okay. They didn't know it was uh, coming for, and, and, and just visually, they didn't even, some people couldn't see the English language oh wow they just saw the that. characters so they assumed that they didn't uh, cross the thing me being fresh i'm open to meet any, i don't care yeah just go out and talk to people Anybody. or and like you said like language barrier who cares yeah i don't you know what i'm saying and i was kind of it was funny to me. i was like how far is this gonna go right we're not speaking but fuck it you know let me try and it worked what all do, are they growing out here well we have a lot uh, bok choy mm -hmm. and mustard greens mm -hmm. A lot of squash. Mm -hmm. I see a sun. Is that a fake sunflower? No, no that's, no, a, that's real, a real sunflower. That's a real okay. sunflower. Oh. Ginger, flowering ginger. 
Okay. Oh, I see some squash right there. You know, big, big ass squash. There is, um, I think, uh, a lot of miscommunication happens because people don't understand backstories. Right. Uh, cultures, you know, there's a backstory to every everything, man. Right. And I visited another uh, community farm, Alamany Gardens, which is Alamany. near here. Okay. Very different setup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. On first glance. You might say, oh, this is very formalized. There's committee meetings for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different operating system, cauliflower. Right, cauliflower, yeah. And um, sometimes so, people say, well, we, it should be like that. You know, there's something to be said, I feel, for appreciating different methods of doing things. Different systems. Different systems, that People have man. worked out that work for them. Boom. Yeah. And you say community garden... What does it mean? Okay, yeah, it means the production of food. It means, but here, from what I gather, it means a safe place to see your friends. Mm-hmm. And for the particular community, a safe place to be active and healthy, mm-hmm. to maintain your health. A safe place to maybe carry on some traditions from home mm-hmm. that you're, you don't have the space to do. Right. Um, a safe place to just keep your mind and body active when you're at, at an age where you could be forgotten or, you know, oh, it's, time, it's grandma, just let her, you know, sit and wallow and get dementia or whatever. So I felt like that here is uh, that's what this serves mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. Now, I learned how to do things, some certain, some things differently. Mm-hmm. But you incorporate, you, you try to fit in, mm-hmm. I guess, you know what I mean? And I found the language barrier was a boon. Why? Because it forces you to try to convey your messages in another way. Mm-hmm. And what I learned here is there's a lot of observation that goes on. A okay. lot of seeing this, seeing how it works, and then applying it. Right. Instead of, and it works better than putting up a rule book and don't do yeah. this. And if you do this, here's a penalty. Right. That doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. So progress is gradual. Mm-hmm. It's not super quick, mm-hmm. and but it happens. And I've seen that with my own eyes. Because with another note thing I, I, I got to mention is that when I volunteered, since then I haven't. There's no no one else has joined. No no new member. Okay. None of my age range. Uh, no one. Okay. So I've noticed it's a very. It seems like this set here. Like I said, people didn't even know, people who live here didn't know what this right. even was. Right, right, right. And it's just 50 yards away. Yes. Yeah. And they definitely didn't know what the hell was going on over there. Yeah. So, um, Teddy, we work with um, Hands on Bay, uh, Habitat for Humanity, and other organizations would come in and do like a day of volunteering. Mm-hmm. But they weren't recurring members. Yeah, just one-offs. Just one-offs, yeah. yeah. So, things would happen, like weeds would come up. Mm-hmm. Right before this was mulched, there was a lot of weed that would come up. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff, uh, the the compost. You know, there's different methods of doing compost. Sure. And right before COVID, we had Recology come down, give a class. We we're going to put up a, a dual language instructions on how it goes. And then COVID, and they didn't get to finish. Okay. So certain things, um, you know, and I was trying to work on every. I was trying my way to better and any way that I could All of it, what yeah. I saw you know the things that I thought could be improved upon an example of what I mean is before uh, last year there were a lot of these this was also a refuge it was this 
a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I came, I cleared it all out, um, made like a little bile swell, a little ditch, put some flowers in it, and put a, compo- a pile of compost in there to rich the dirt. Okay. Then I left it, you know, and now look. Yeah. It so looks, it looks healthy. It looks healthy. So it's like you, you start it off, and then by example, by observation, it's like, wait, okay, boom. Yes. So it's no longer garbage here. It's something beautiful happening. I love their resourcefulness. Yeah. They're not going to throw shit away. They're going to reuse in creative ways mm-hmm. to make things happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned by watching and observing them. And I love it. And I tell you, dude, last year it wasn't. This is this is leaps and bounds. When forward. when in nineteen did you come down here? Um, I moved here March first. Okay. Twenty nineteen, and I started volunteering here probably two weeks after that. So boom, all this is going on, and uh, but like I said, there's only I'm the youngest. Being famous, he has a full time job. You know, I work from home, so I've come out weed wag. I'm doing this, doing that, whatever, trying to help out. Danielle built a frog pond up there. We'll look at that real quick. Okay. And um, you know, things were going on. So you see the plastic. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, and then the white. So, you know what? Who am I to say? Who's anyone to say? That's uh, whatever. Right. However, we bought trellises, and we give, and mm-hmm. they use. Mm. And I think that's a great way to... Uh, and look, I love the... You know what I mean? They, they figure out different ways of doing things. And I said, you know, that, this is great. And because... It, you see this space. There's only... I don't think it would be as beneficial to have a whole bunch of new volunteers come over here, honestly. Right, right. Because there's, like you said, there's a system. There's a system here that works. Now, let's say all Americans, but I've noticed people come, hey, this is an ugly man. This is not, this should be like this. No, people don't do it like it. No. Right. You know, and they don't speak, they're not duolinguals. So there's going to, and I said, you know what? Over there might be a little more inviting. Okay. It might be a little more accommodating to a Western mindset. Right. In some ways. Right. That's would, my thinking. Would you say the two gardens are symbiotic? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's kind of what Thank I'm getting you. from you. I love that. Yes, they man. They feed off of each other, even though they are they have differences. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I love, thank you, because that's a, I love that word, I think, accurately captures the relationship. Mutually beneficial. Indeed. Yes. Indeed, okay. man. All right. Like, uh, and, and, and it's East meets West, it's an interchange of ideas, and yes, thank you, yes. So this is going on, and Fahim wanted to, he always wanted to, uh, he, so he wanted to do things more of a Western style. Okay. Um, is what I was gathering from him. Right. He wanted to, he wanted to compost a certain way. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, and I don't know about how exposed he was coming in New York. You know, you're exposed to so many different cultures, right? Boom, and just who I am, whatever. So he wanted to do his thing over there. Okay. And I was always impressed with him because he took the initiative to call the city, which I never would have thought of, mm-hmm. to to make something happen. And I knew that he wanted to do that, so I said, "Hey, you know what?" Um, I'm going to work on trying to beautify this space. And while I'm doing that, you get over there and, you, you know, get a row going or something. I wanted to get into nonprofits, into the world of nonprofit. And um, 
Well, let's go back so we can do it chronologically. Okay, so, sure. But Dragon's Funk came to me, didn't, like, um, some people get thrown off because they're looking for a literal meaning. And it's one of those things where it just flew into me, mm-hmm. Dragon's Funk. And that name had come to me while I was actually in New York. And uh, so um, I wanted to, when we started doing the, uh, Danny had that idea about uh, memorializing Floyd. And then I was like, yo, we should memorialize the, anyone, if you volunteer or if you uh, donate, and you say, hey, I want a row to the Lewis family. I was like, we can expand that. You know, just mm-hmm. keep on. And then after this is harvested, the next, you know. And I was going to even do one for the, the police. There's a police department here to mm-hmm. build, you know, bridges or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt I, I, want, I wanted to have a nonprofit because after this is done, to expand and maybe replicate this or do something like this somewhere else. So I don't want to be tied to the physical land. Got it. I want to give thanks for the opportunity, mm-hmm. but the service, mm-hmm. and that's what Dragon Spunk is. It's the service. Okay. It's Dragon Spunk is Danielle and I's labor in digging and making the mounds and doing the research because we're still students of the. We didn't go to horticulture school. Right. You know, we're still students. We're still reading books or looking on the YouTube, or uh, you know, reading books and looking on the YouTube. And talking to other people who've done it, you know. So that is what Dragon's Punk grows, is that. And that's something we want to do anywhere You want to replicate it. Yes, anywhere so where it's needed. all over the Bay Area, or what are you thinking? I'm thinking um, more places in Bayview to begin with. Yeah. And then branching out from there. Okay. To wherever is needed most that we can get to the fastest and we could be the most impactful. Got it. And so Danny, so she's, uh, and I call her the patron saint of animals. So okay. she loves them. She inspired a love deep in me and me to go into uh, not eating flesh as recklessly. Okay. Uh, she doesn't eat any. Okay. And uh, uh, bringing, restoring habitats. Mm. Because um, lately a lot of my studying involves the um, interrelatedness of a lot of lit life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even down to weeds, we think are weeds. There's a, a function that they play for companion for the plants, um, animals, just life. Um, there's something else I got to tell you that's really exciting. So uh, I was in contact with this guy, Vincent, who's an Ohlone. Okay. And um, this place is Umatak. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know I've about heard, the villages. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Ohlone is a is a group. It's a big and, and, and a I lot think, of little... I think it's probably a generalized group yes. of yes. all these different. So I read this book from Alley Cat Books over there, mm-hmm. and it was called The Ohlone Way. Okay. It's a very small book, and it is the way it's written is, um, you could say it's a dramatization. Mm-hmm. But. The it, it, to me it really conveys their way of life. Right. A couple of key points I picked up: they weren't uh, heavy agriculturists. They mm. foraged right a lot. Right. They had small bands. You could go down the um, freaking Brisbane, and they'll be speaking another language. There's mm-hmm. very varied language, so it's mm-hmm. very uh, varied, mm-hmm. um, and very few their ideas of war very novel. 
right. to our minds right. they did have when they had the wars. Mm-hmm. No famine, though. There was none of that. Right. This is such a bountiful-ass place. Yep. Bountiful. And uh, the coastline wasn't very far from here. Exactly. It was, like, right there. Literally. Originally, yeah. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Yeah. So, uh... So I was talking to, and the once, but um, the Ohlone today are very sensitive of the COVID because there's a lot of elders, mm-hmm. and you know their numbers are on the rise. By the way, mm. yeah, at one point it was 100 people left, and now it's like over 800. It shot up. Oh, the population. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the COVID numbers. Oh no, no, no. Good, good, Knock good. On, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So if, once this has died down and it's safe to travel out, they're gonna come here and con- like consecrate the land. Awesome. And we're going to uh, you know thank the ancestors. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they put up language so people know the names of what San Francisco was originally called. So this is where you started. You said we're right? So we're taking us dude, back. Oh, uh, if you could imagine, like I said, weeds up to here. Mm-hmm. Now, when they in 2014 they put down the drip irrigation. Mm-hmm. And they what I understand is the guy who built the drip irrigation, he also built those compost bins. He was going to do this whole thing for make a, a profit. Okay. And in him, uh, something happened where, you know, that didn't work out. So he just left. He abandoned it. He left the, the drip irrigation lines and he uh, left. So this, so there were weeds, weeds, and then there would be black plastic covering parts where he had intended to um, do stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and at the end, end of last year, I helped Fahim plant like a row or two of beets. I remember that. And they came off. They were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then beginning of this year uh he came out and he says hey teddy said you know we should do we can do the um american side you know or organically grown no miracle grow because sometimes you'd see miracle grow over there right all organic and i said oh sure fine whatever um yeah, I'll just uh, I'll give up my box over there, and I'll just get a plot, and then we could grow food for the family and our two neighbors. Mm-hmm. Boom. And I wanted to see how much calories you have to to sustain, because there's a food desert here. Right. There's Foods Co. I call Kroger's. Yeah, we just drove by there. Yeah. I was like, that's the only store I know. The of. only store? Yeah. Near. Right. I think I brought my electric bike from New York, because I can ride to uh, Safeway down on Petrero. Right. But um, yeah, so the, you can't. You walk in a Kroger, a food coat. First thing you see is like Fruity Loops, or not, not, no frills Fruity Loops. Not the even the name brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? The subpar Fruity Loops, and their veggie section is, is hurting. So anyway, so we came out and we did. Oh no, we we tilled this and hacked away, and then he planted. He did up to he did that 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 that, and then I came out here and hacked and uh uh cleared land cleared 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 and so by march april i'm up to this is of this year yeah okay i'm up to about here okay with these uh tomatoes tomatoes. and like i said i'm just save up when i have some extra money go buy a bunch of starts go buy uh fertilizer go buy dirt Mm -hmm. whatever and then, um, yeah, dude, so it was just up to here, and I think we had cleared out this space, but nothing was planted. Mm-hmm. And up until right before a good friend of mine passed, and um, he passed at end of May, and the funeral was in, like, the 4th or 5th of June. Okay. So I flew out for that, and I'm coming back, excited to get back to this, because mm-hmm. we had built a little BS hoop house. 
And so I'm coming back there and say, yo, you should dedicate a roll of these veggies to George Floyd and see what happens. And so that week, I come back and that week, everything else you see. So June came, we boom, boom, we- um, Where's the George Floyd row? The first- Is that up here? The, the, actually the first row of Tomatillo's there. Right there, okay. So Danny, and she's out now, but she's doing artwork. So we should no. get up at another point, I'll show you the artwork. So we're gonna, these placards, and she, what she just, she'll take an image of the person and then collage around that. Awesome. But the theme is life. Mm. And like that kid who got killed in um, Colorado, uh, Elijah. Elijah McLean, yeah. That angelic kid. Yep. Collage around, and it's all like blueberries, you know, blossoming, fruiting. So not death, but eternal life-sustaining life. I love it. So we're going to put the um, placards on stakes in front of each right of Right on, right on. So yeah, boom. So then the first thing uh, a volunteer came through and we bought a hundred, couple hundred feet extension cords. Okay. So my weed whacker could reach. Oh yeah. And so that's all this. You couldn't see through the fence. You could not see through the fence. So now this land is getting ready for some planting or? Yeah, this. For so like for fall stuff or? Yeah, well, so now Fahim's always been a, a part, right? So he came, Fahim wants us to do business. That's his focus, okay. is to create a, a business. Okay. And I said, hey, that, that could work too because you, you're from Bayview. Bayview needs business investment. You can't have all charity. Mm -hmm. And there is a way we could set a new paradigm showing how they can work. Both are, could, are needed and it can work without okay. exploiting or hurting anybody. Right, right. And I said, if that's what you want to do, I'll support that and we could work together. But I am not an, a businessman. I'm, this is growing to... I'm going to eat it, but this is growing for the people. I want to take this to the underpasses on like Cesar Chavez and Bayshore, mm -hmm. uh, Mother Brown, which is a, uh, a food bank on the other side of third, close to the, the actual bay. Okay. Um, there's another, um, another group, uh, uh, actually Alamany Farms, they do dinners. So we're going to be supporting them. Oh uh, yeah. So this is growing to uh, help feed the community, but here's the thing. It's not only about the um, food, it's also about ecological remediation, like we're fixing the soil. Mm -hmm. Underneath this was uh, sandy depleted soil, mm -hmm. we're going to have earthworms, the compost yes. bin we're getting built. The, and we're getting that built because as you've donated, um, so many people have donated, mm -hmm. man. It's plant starts, many of these, most of these. Our donations, awesome. people donate, people from the neighborhood, we didn't even know, who didn't know what this was even happening here. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a garden. They didn't know about that either. They lived here. Right. So it is. And, and the GoFundMe, right? The internet getting the word out. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, yeah. The, it, yo, that's a way of using it as a tool that people does connect. Who, people who may, may never come here and may not even live here, to be honest. That's awesome. There has been people who, from other states, who've awesome. told people here, like, "Hey, my homie told me in Albuquerque, told me what's going on." The kid lives on the block. Crazy. Um, there is a mother and son who they live right there. Whose cat that is? Uh, you oh, saw yeah. earlier. Yeah. She said last week, "Hey, I love it. It's an opportunity to bond with my son." What do you think of all this, man? I think that this is what this land—it's a blessing for us to be a part of that because. This is what land should do. Aesthetically, uh, visually pleasing, life-sustaining foods were growing. 
There's the, in this herb garden, all the, the herbs in there are things that help the immune system. There's the echinacea that I want to continue doing the echinacea thing. This is a, we've had kids from FACES, which is an after-school program, come, and they were here before the COVID thing, planning up there. But we want to augment that, have them come. If we have them do Zoom, come. So this will literally bring community together. And it's not just this season. Right. Right. You know what I mean? This is not just 2020. We're trying to fix the soil so it's continually able to produce life-sustaining stuff. We want to bring the butterflies back. So it's not just the food for the people. Let me tell you this. Yeah. We got a gopher here. We even feeding the fucking gopher. <laughs> he killed, <laughs> he ate the roots. You see that? This is a celery. He, 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 you see what he did to it. So yeah, we're gonna take care of all of the animals, human and four-legged. I was gonna, maybe we can wrap with this. You kind of talked about it a little bit, but just hypothetically, let's say, um, you know, next year, somewhere down the road soon, there is a post-pandemic world. And and not just this spot. You talked about going to the... Like, what what do you envision for what you're doing? I envision... The cumulative vision. I envision integrating what we're doing with the Green Revolution. I'm being optimistic and saying it's going to take off. Everybody's consciousness is raised to it. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about sustainable jobs too, because we gotta have it some for them. I envision taking blighted areas. There's plenty of them around that aren't used, and the government working with us, saying yes, do this because you're helping us, Mm -hmm. because we're gonna grow food Mm -hmm. and life-sustaining herbs that boost immune system. Mm And also, we're going to incorporate the educationally. Mm-hmm. So kids who might not learn that great in the classroom, want to, perhaps we can augment their education through this. So when they grow up, they have another uh, avenue that they could explore if they like. Mm-hmm. And taking this all throughout Northern Cali and teaching others, and then they can take it to where they do. And Danielle and I always having a place here and then taking this to Maui and doing it over there. That was Isaiah Powell. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll take another field trip, this time to Liguria Bakery in North Beach, where we'll get to know owner Mike Sirocco. Please join us for episode 28 next week. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeder. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong. Stay safe and stay healthy.